What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pal Block, NGR's Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, that beautiful, beautiful mushroom man, star power, Edward Varnell. I was trying to think dun, of some dun, dun, dun. Yes, the Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wow. I am almost to hook my Wii up and really dig into that game. Once I get the Master Sword, I'm going... I'm planning to finish this game i'm so ready to have this discussion mass effect is getting kind of er uh so <laughs> i i need a cleanser <laughs> and i need to just dive in back into the world of um breath of the wild but hello everybody welcome welcome that's not our thing that's nvc's thing yeah. but that, i'm sorry uh man and it's been a busy week and it's only monday uh, it's but, it's been a busy Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy Monday. Uh, so we didn't have a show last week. We had the Tuesday show last week, but we didn't get yes. the Friday show up. But that's because Ed and I, uh, along with our fellow NGR mates, uh, we today we launched a bunch of new shows and reformatted Yay. a few shows. So uh that's kind of what we were doing last week towards the end of last week and uh ed we have a new format for arsenal x yes we gave we gave nerds gotten platinum to moose uh, yes and so uh if you're watching the video stuff basically what's going to happen is pal block is going to be broken up daily uh on youtube but the audio version will still come out on tuesday and friday uh, we're just making it easier for our YouTube watchers and subscribers to consume the content. So uh, basically, the way I work the schedule out in my head is daily, Monday through Thursday, each show is going to be broken up into four videos. So about four 20-ish minute videos, which is kind of what we were aiming at for Arsenal X and Nerds Gone Platinum anyway. Yes. Uh, so uh, at 10 a.m., is going to be NGR Radio, 11 a.m., Pal Block, 12 a.m., or 12 p.m., I guess I should say, 12 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, Arsenal X, and then at 1 is Nerds Gone Platinum. So every hour in the morning, roughly, uh, I kind of space it out that way because we do have West Coast listeners, and that way, like, when they're awake and going to work and stuff, all the content's pretty much rolled out and yes. if you're waking up late on the east coast you know you'll have stuff to watch so yes. that's the plan and uh pa- since pow block comes out twice a week uh friday we're going to start dedicating a said a segment to reader uh for the friday show a uh, reader mail so yes uh if you have questions and and stuff for us you know look for those places on social media i'm creating a email for people to send their questions to for all the podcasts so uh when that's done i'll you know obviously have that up and going we have yes so give us questions so that we can pile them (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so that's that's the that's the thing so uh monday is going to mondays for pow block is going to be the listener questions for the video uh, version uh but you'll get those uh listener questions on friday if you're listening to the audio version so nothing's really going to change there yes. uh 
So I uh, just wanted to break everything down for everybody. Uh, you know, that's the schedule we're looking at. And then full episodes of all the shows will go up on Friday. So, yes. And I, th- I think, yeah, Friday. Friday. Yes. So, uh, yes. Okay. Full video episodes, I should say. Uh, the audio is still going to come out on Tuesday and Friday for Pavlock. So there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ed. Yes. Time to time to dive into Pavlock. Yes. I'm excited. I'm super been, excited. I've been playing Arms, and I've been playing the Zelda DLC, and I didn't realize that the like Majora's Mask and the Phantom Suit from from uh, uh, Spirit Tracks. Yeah, no, uh, oh. um, hourglass. That's a hourglass. Hourglass. Yeah, and like all that stuff is tied to DLC, not the amiibo. So I'm super excited. I still need to track down a Majora's Mask amiibo, and I still need to track down the Skyward Sword amiibo. But other than that, like I can just go do the side quest and get the stuff. So awesome! I'm really excited about that. Uh, I, I played a little bit. Uh, I'm currently hunting down Majora's Mask, so that's kind of where I'm at in, in the Zelda DLC. Uh-huh. Enjoying the side quests. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm I I missed I missed Zelda, man. I missed it. There's I, been it, it's so it's so funny that people complained about uh, the DLC, and you know some people weren't sold on it, but they still brought it. A lot of people are digging it it's like it's been a resurgence of it so i mean people are still continuing to play it and they're still finding stuff that they didn't even know that was in the game that's not even connected to the dlc yeah i know right and like you know people are still like finding switches and finding zelda who didn't own a wii u so like that game has continued to remain relevant in the conversation yes because because uh switches are hard to find uh, you know, I mean, they're getting easier, but they're still pretty hard to find. Uh, right. People didn't own a Wii U, so they're not going to go buy a Wii U to play Zelda if they can buy a Switch and get Zelda. Uh, you know, and the DLC is just... It's a, it's a lot better than I expected this first one to be. I, I expect the second one to be amazing, but like uh, this first one, I was like, I'm going to do the trials and kind of make my way through it and whatever, but man, Zelda's so good. This hard mode, people are just like, oh, yeah, it brought me back. Like, people aren't even doing the master quest, like the ma- the hard mode, and they are digging it and just like, this might be challenging, and I'm up for it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, and it's taken me away from ARMS, which I was enjoying. I, I do enjoy ARMS. There's not a lot of content there yet it's basically grinding through the story mode with each character and unlock unlocking arms and stuff uh mm-hmm. but you know it's uh it's good but zelda has really just man Zelda's so good yes yes so uh ed what have you been playing um i've been playing dragon quest 8 still uh getting a little bit further into that game uh i'm i'm almost one third done with it um 
and I, I just got like to another continent. So, but the part part that I'm at, like once I beat this main person that they're fighting about, there's still more to the story. So, but where I'm at, it's just like one third of the game, and I've been playing it for almost two and a half weeks. Like I'm at 18 hours. I feel like oh, I got another 32 plus some hours to finish this game. So that's what I've been playing. Um, and I'm thinking of jumping back into a link between worlds. Um, I was just looking at it on my 3DS and I was just like, Ooh, I really want to play this. I'm like, I, I think I might actually try to find all the hearts because I didn't get all the hearts on my first playthrough, but I want to do it on my second playthrough uh, with this game. Uh, even though this is not Nintendo related Mass Effect Andromeda, but um, getting ready to hook up my Wii U is uh, getting ready to start Star Fox event, uh, Star Fox Zero, um, Paper Mario, and uh, get ready to do like I said tonight uh, after this recording, probably like later on at around ten o'clock. I'm gonna start doing Breath of the Wild and probably playing it like all night until maybe seven a.m. in the morning. <laughs> the joys of not going to work the next day. <laughs> oh, I know. I can't wait because this is the first week in probably a month that I've had uh, two days off in the same week. So tomorrow uh-huh. I'm going to get a bunch of writing and stuff done and, and hopefully some game playing tonight. Like I, I'm going to work on my blog and vlog series finally tomorrow. I'm yes. I'm really excited because, you know, I'm caught up with everything for NGR in terms of the website and editing the videos and stuff. I just got to, uh, I have to upload them and, and make sure they're, attached to the website pages properly but like that that doesn't take any time at all it takes like uh-huh. probably 20 minutes for all to get all the segments and stuff and then uh editing the show uh as soon as we're done recording uh but you know having tomorrow to just kind of sit back play some zelda like just relax <laughs> and, and i just feel exactly. like i feel like this is the week I'm going to get ahead on everything and it's going to be fantastic. I'm just going to get ahead on everything. So exactly. Oh, but man, I'm, I'm not looking at tomorrow as a holiday. I'm looking at it as a day off where I can just kind of just chill out and relax. And, you know, we got, uh, some hamburger meat and some, uh, black bean and corn salsa and some chips and, and some salad mix and some some cheese and we're just we're just gonna be at home tomorrow and i think there's some sort of parade that uh we want to take our nephews to oh around like around like 4 30 but after that man it's just like the rest of the day is just like relaxing so yeah uh, i'm going to my friend's house and i'm kicking it with him like so i'm eating his mama's cooking so i'm eating over there and then we'll probably walk the beach like walk the dog and get some ice cream and just ride around wisconsin for a good while yeah. looking forward of course i'm gonna have my 3ds with me so <laughs> i get yeah. have make sure that i get that charge and in case something happens i'll be like well dude, let me gain waste some time yeah uh i'm gonna be laying on the couch with my switch trying to grind through that uh <laughs> DLC. So that's that's the that's the big plan for my celebrating America's birthday tomorrow. Well, America today, yeah, America. But uh, yeah, which is crazy because like 
uh, tonight, actually, after I record, I'm going to uh, my wife's friend and her husband are throwing a little firework party thing and like they don't they won't listen to this so i don't really care but like i really don't want to go but like you know we're going to that and and kind of just gonna t- relax and, and be together so uh Yay. it's gonna be a good couple days uh you know and then wednesday uh you know it's it's back to the grind but it'll be all right because I'm, I'm off thursday too though so yeah We'll be yeah, able I gotta, to watch the Splatoon Direct, which was just announced, and, yeah. and uh, talk about that. And, and gosh, man, I I really want to talk about our first topic. <laughs> well, let's get into our first topic because this blew my mind. Okay, so everybody knows, like a couple months ago at this point, we were talking about the possibility of of Wii U ports and, and how bad we wanted Bayonetta and Platinum was teasing Bayonetta and then nothing came of it because, you know, there was a, I think there was a Nintendo Direct that week. Uh, and then, you know, we thought maybe we would see it there and we didn't, uh, you know, tease. And then we saw uh, the Direct before E3, no Bayonetta, uh, except for, I think, the Amiibo, I think, were announced in one of those, mm-hmm. uh, like the Player 1 and 2 variants. Um and then we thought we would see it at E3. Well, we didn't, but we got Metroid, so that, whatever. Well, well, not E3. Uh, the countdown that was happening with Bayonetta, you know, was going oh, right. to So what right. ended up happening is that Bayonetta came to PC. Right, right. That's what it was. I forgot. Gosh, I forgot about that. But, like, yes. now, Ed, why don't you get into this? Because I woke up to this message from you today. Okay, so which got me in the mood to be super excited all day. So, uh, on Twitter today, Platinum Games posted a picture of Bayonetta, and it's a picture of Bayonetta one at the uh, at the bottom and her hair with her uh, red guns. But on top of it, it's Bayonetta two design with a blue top. So the blue is sitting on the red. Now, you would think about in the corner it says Nintendo because of Bayonetta 2, and then it says Sega at the bottom. We're seeing that picture. So everybody's hinting at could this be Bayonetta 3 or is Bayonetta 2 coming to Switch? We don't know yet. So Platinum posted this picture and this is actually a beautiful picture. I, I really like it. I kind of want I might make it my desktop. I'm going to see if I can steal it. Uh, and so they have the colors of the Switch controllers. So that's why the blue one is at the top, the red one is at the, at the bottom. So we're thinking Bayonetta, uh, there's going to be a Bayonetta port to Switch. If not, because of the guns equaling three, because uh, Bayonetta 2 has one gun, and Bayonetta 2, uh, the Bayonetta at the bottom, she has double barrels. So right. that and could like, represent three. Yeah, and if, you're fo- if you follow the, the, platinum, the, the, the picture that Platinum liked was the Joy-Cons sitting on top of each other like this, right? You already said that. Yes. But if you follow that, that tweet thread, every image of a switch or every mention of a switch or every mention of nintendo from that post that the 
who posted it, whoever posted that picture, which what I think it is, I think it's the porting studio that's handling the Bayonetta ports to Switch is what I personally mm. think. Platinum Games has liked every single one of their tweets mentioning Nintendo, Switch, Bayonetta, or Platinum Games. They have liked every single one. Would be because people missed out for a lot of people missed out on Bayonetta 2, the uh the combo pack. I mean it sold well, it did good. Uh, but you know, with Switch being a uh you know, just being a wild storm of fire, it would be it was it, I think they could add more content. Uh, and probably more amiibo functionality, and we might actually get levels and ideas that got cut from the game. Because you know we don't what I would know like what... to see. You know what I would like to see, honestly. You know, in the DMC uh, remaster version, the tower, like the tower, multi-level tower. As you, yes. you have to, as you progress, it gets harder and harder and harder. Yes, that's what I want to see. In with Bayonetta 2's tight combat. Well. Kid, what was that? In Bayonetta two, they had that online, uh, right? The two player thing, like yes. where the, the the other player controlled the uh, the sidekick guy, right? Yes, like the, I, the, the the black guy that gave you all your weapons or whatever. Yes, right. I would love to see. Yeah, the tower, in, including that, like two player online, mm-hmm. yep. uh, like just uh, like fix some things where all you have to do is just survive. Mm-hmm. Like not re- no requirements, literally survive fifty levels, and it gets harder and harder. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> what I want. And if you beat yes. it, if you beat Bayonetta two on like hard on like the hardest difficulty or whatever, they do like the Halo thing where they tease Bayonetta three. Ooh. Uh, 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 I. I I just got life right now. You just <laughs> literally you took my pump and happiness to a whole nother level because we're now like we're, we on the same level, but we just went up there. Yes, yes. Come on, platinum. Yeah, you guys have got. If they do that, man, that would just add more to this awesome game. Like, Bayonetta Two is such a great game, and that port of it of Bayonetta One was a really good game too. So they could probably clean it up, make it a. I think also do uh the DMC style where they add a turbo mode and make it. A, it's already fast, but make it a little bit faster. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, and like I, man. Gosh, now it's this is like, uh, stop. I wish they would stop playing with my emotions, man. No, I like okay. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the image right now, and it's just like, uh, but the question now is when do they release it? When do they if if they uh, officially announce it, when does it get released? September, maybe August. September? Well, we got we got we got Mario and Rabbits. I don't think we got a Switch September. game for September. Uh, po- uh, Pokemon tournament and Super Nintendo are both oh, okay. coming in September. Uh, and what's, Metroid, the, what's the October game? Mario's Mario. Yeah. So 
Mm. See, I would, like, I would, yeah, I, like right I would, now would be the time to release it. Like, cause there's not like, I don't know. It's let's see, that too. That too. They I missed say the window. They missed, see, I, the, they missed I, I, the smart window. I say if they announce it, do it November. Because even though we're gonna have Archer Sun and Moon, we really don't have a big switch game for that. Xenoblade, Zeno, probably. Xenoblade, I feel like it's gonna come in December. And miss miss the holiday rush, miss yep. miss the Black Friday thing. Yep. So what would be released in November? I think you would. I think you would, would then. We have to then, do another. That be another I, port with, with it. If, well, then if Xenoblade is going to be the big December game, then you put Fire Emblem Warriors and Bayonetta out two weeks apart in November. Is yes. what I would do. Uh, so. Yes. Because uh, because yeah. November only uh, right now November only belongs to Call of Duty at this yeah. time in Xbox and One and, and, and Battlefront. Doesn't Battlefront, Battlefront come out in November? Okay, and uh, and OX uh, yeah. comes out in November. But for but for Nintendo, dude, throw out like Bayonetta, Fire Emblem. Not I'm not saying that those are filling games, but those are two power. I think those are two powerhouse yeah. titles. They're complement. They're complementary titles to Mario and Zelda. Right. They're they're not like, they're not what you're going to lead a flagship console with, but they're good complementary titles. Which, you know, if you release complementary titles together, you know, and like, you know, if you market it and say you get two games for sixty bucks with Bayonetta, like, yes, and like, there there was a rumor floating around that since, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming to 3DS also, that it would be a budget title on Switch, a $40 title. Uh-huh. So, like, if you put three games out for 100 bucks, I don't know. If it, if you're buying a Switch and you buy Mario and you're looking for more games to play, if you can get three ga- three more games for 100 bucks, like, that's a good sweet. deal. That's sweet. a sweet deal, especially games that are as good as Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2, and then, you know, I'm assuming... Fire Emblem's right. gonna sell well because, because it's Fire Emblem. Because because Nintendo's gonna sell throughout the year. That's right. just a fact. They want to keep Mario by itself for mm-hmm. October. Yeah, you know, Mario's, they Mario's got enough to go up against anyway in October because it's coming out on the same day as Wolfenstein and Assassin's Creed. And like I know, right. like I know Mario's a complete different audience, but a lot of people are gonna want that if you're buying the first person shooters in the during the holiday, like Mario's hitting that itch where you're like, you know, if you buy Wolfenstein and you want something different, you're going to buy Mario. Mario. Also. Yeah. Because I, 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 and I'm sorry, everybody. I don't, I feel like Assassin's Creed doesn't have the power that it used to have. This the is only going, it's thing, going a new route. The only thing I can say about Assassin's Creed is like, it's coming from the Assassin's Creed brotherhood team. And it's coming from the black flag mm-hmm. team which people that keep up like we do know that which yes. would get people excited because those are the two games that get everybody excited about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood well two and Brotherhood kind of go together I guess and uh Black Flag if and, like I didn't buy the last two Assassin's Creeds right I didn't buy it Syndicate uh, no, I didn't I, either I was gift I got Syndicate for free as a gift I played it for like two hours and I was like, what is this garbage? And I, I stopped playing. And then Unity, like with all those, like I haven't played, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since Black Flag. So I 
personally am kind of excited for Assassin's Creed, but mm-hmm. I would I would spend my money on a, on five Nintendo games before I bought Assassin's Creed. I, I think I think well, what's going to happen is because this is just my idea. Um, Assassin's Creed and Wolfenstein are going to be two games to wait for mm-hmm. because of Bethesda's yeah. review policy. We'll wait for that and see how broken it of it's coming to PC. We'll see how long it takes to patch that. Assassin's well, I think they're Creed? gonna. I think they're focusing on the PC version because, but like, uh, machine games and and id software are big PC uh-huh. people, so those games are gonna. Those games are aimed at the PC crowd, I think. Yeah, but most, but that's the games that come on PC now. Lately, has been broken. So well, even I mean, just like, on the two, Fallout, Fallout and, Sky, and Skyrim are always broken. Yeah, and I'm, just ta- on the I'm two. talking. I'm talking id specifically, like Doom mm-hmm. and Wolfenstein are. PC games now. Arcane, not necessarily a PC developer, you know, which was why right. Dishonored seems broken on PC when it launched. So, uh, but anyways, sorry, I we were just talking scheduling yes. and, and got sidetracked. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, Bayonetta. Yeah, I, you know what, Corey, I agree with you. I will be down for that. Bayonetta two, Fire Emblem, uh, Warriors, and Archer Sun and Archer Moon, because that's mm-hmm. four games. To go against Xbox OX, to go against Call of Duty, um, and then you really seen them in that first week of December. It, exactly, because there's against, that probably what what I don't even think there's anything else coming out in this, December. There's nothing. There's nothing in December because people probably would be done with Mario and Rabbits by then, or they'll be getting that game for Christmas. Um, Depending on how strong Destiny 2 is and its exclusive content, everybody who's going to be done with should be done with Metroid uh, Return of Samus or they're getting it for Christmas. Uh, Poking, that's going to be a big game. So people will be still playing that. Get, hopefully that comes to Evo next year. So people will be playing that. Um, uh, Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver, that's a good game. So, like, Destiny 2 has to fight against three Nintendo games already. Um, so you know, and all and just October with that, yeah. And yeah, like I think Nintendo got a good arsenal. Not Arsenal Dude, X. They've got yeah, shameless but, plug Arsenal X our Xbox show. Please go check it out. Download it yes. on, on on some day this week. So <laughs> but like they're ready to go the war this holiday season and definitely Sony doesn't have nothing to offer. That's just my personal opinion. Um, well, it's not an opinion. The only, the only first party game they have coming out besides Gran Turismo is the uncharted budget title. And neck too. Right. You know, I, and yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, Sony doesn't have uh they have a great 2018 for whatever they're releasing, just not a strong 2017. No, OX, yeah, they'll be releasing some great titles, but Nintendo is hitting you with almost if we look at it, just if we look at it right now, that's almost 10 plus strong titles from August till December. And we haven't even talked to it, we haven't even included indie games and we haven't even included splatoon 2 mm-hmm. and this dlc content mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we haven't even included like people who are getting switches for holiday like all exactly. the games that are coming out now it's like it's like 
okay, it's almost like a relaunch of the system. And we're like, hey, buy the games for buy the system for Christmas. And look, we've already got all these games here ready for you to play. And the smart thing is, is like Zelda has the big DLC drop in the holiday. And then you got exactly. all these all these consistent multiplayer games in Mario Kart, ARMS, uh, Pokin, Splatoon that are getting a Pokin will be the fighting game crowd. Like they'll that that'll fit that niche. And then you got ARMS, which is getting free DLC for at least a year. And then you got Splatoon 2, which is getting, you know, the free DLC. So like you'll have so many so much content by the time you get a Switch for Christmas that's like Man, there are too many games to buy. So and right, and like we haven't added the fact of limited edition new 3DSs and new 2DSs, and games come for that system, like Pikmin and stuff. We haven't even factored that in. If they keep a good quantity of Super NES, if they if that flow and that demand it continues to be met, the supply is actually being meeting. That's more bank for Nintendo. So they're strong. They're coming ready for 2017. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, even early 2018, right? Yes. So, like, I mean, we, we've talked about it a ton. You know, it's like there, there's just so many games that Nintendo's almost putting out too much because they want to make sure that, you know, the big complaint with them the last two generations is that Nintendo's first party was few and far between, right? Yes. They're definitely making sure that doesn't happen now. Right. You know? Uh, so that's... Yeah. It's uh, it's a good time to be a Nintendo gamer. And, like, if, you've, if you squeeze Bayonetta in this year, like... Uh, yes. Uh, you, I would, the only thing is, is, like, the only thing I could see is it coming out in, in early September. But I would not want to put it out in September to go up against everybody trying to buy the Super Nintendo Mini and Pokemon, which you know pokemon sells like crazy and if you know you right. get in you know that whole thing so right. uh that's so platinum, uh, platinum at Corey's idea of a, of a tower because it's already a guaranteed sale even if i don't own my switch yet if they put it out in september i'm i'm, I'm walking into my store and be like i want this I, if you don't get it if you do not get a copy today that comes out it's going to be a problem the right. People were just like, I don't know. I want the double pack. The double pack is sold out. You should have been here when it first came out. So yeah, yep. That's uh, man. I'm, dude. I'm super pumped right now. I dude, you literally got me hyped with that idea. Like, look. I mean, like, if you have that many games coming out, and then you're adding the add, if you're adding Bayonetta to the to the arsenal that you're already killing it with, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you're adding Jeez. a. Game. The only other thing is, the only other thing is, like if you're setting up January, February, March, April, like they're gonna have probably Yoshi and Kirby. Yes. In that f- March, April, because or in Fire Emblem's coming Q one like first half of next year too. So if first you're setting half, up, yeah. so it's like Kirby in February, Yoshi in March, Fire Emblem in April, or in that's kind of that kind of thing like you could put easily slide bayonetta and bayonetta 2 into that january slot also so do so if not this year because of too much too many games you hold it to next year yep uh, because people are going to have money after christmas with gift cards and and you know 
that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I could eat, I could see it slipping into that January slot real nicely because Nintendo doesn't have anything there in their lineup for next year so far. So, so far, start, so starting this, so starting 2018 off with Bayonetta two, down for that. Yeah, yeah, yep, they're down for that. So, yep, yep. <laughs> Gosh, we are just man. We should we should run Nintendo. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, no just, that's, that's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much pressure. Oh man. Okay, so we talked a lot about Bayonetta two. So we're gonna actually transition to a similar topic where Forbes kind of came out with this article that said, you know, porting Wii U games to Switch could possibly be a detriment to the system. And I was I was I didn't read the whole article. Uh but what it sounded like is kind of what we've been discussing and I kind of want to have this discussion is like you know, I don't I mean, personally, I want every Wii U game to be ported to the Switch so I can just have them all in one one place. But mm-hmm. like in terms of the the scope of of what they're trying to do with the Switch, like there are some Wii U games that would fit perfectly on the switch either in a deluxe version or a pseudo sequel like mario maker comes to mind like there's going to be a mario maker on switch and it's it could be a deluxe port of the wii u version uh, Mm -hmm. which you know i would be okay with i don't think it's going to be called mario maker 2 i think they want to keep that uh yes that community kind of focused and together where you're going to be able to yes. import levels from the Wii U version or people that create the levels on the Wii U version. And that code, those codes that they posted still works on mm-hmm. the switch. Yeah. yeah. And, and they can still add the graphics to super Mario brothers too. Cause that's what everybody wants. Like I, oh, I know wanted- I want, I want Mario two all the way. I, I mean, I still say this, like, I know it's not the best Mario game, but Mario two is my favorite. It's the first Mario game I played. It's the first one that, you know, my parents bought me, uh, and then my cousin later gave me Mario One and Duck Hunt. I was like, "What is this garbage? Mario Two is so much better." Uh, don't that was my a little kid saying that? Don't come at me saying Mario Brothers is awful because I like the first Mario Brothers. Uh, but you know, I don't want to see like. Obviously, we're getting Super Mario Galaxy. I don't want a port of Super Mario 3D World. I would like to see a sequel someday. Yes. With new level designs and new ideas, because I think that is the perfect amount of Mario for me. It gives you that that 3D space to run around in, but still gives you that, you know, 2D style. Let's get through the level. Let's get to the flagpole and move on to the next challenge. Like, yes, that that type of Mario works for me. I'm not the biggest like I don't I don't know how you say this. It's I I. I like Mario. I appreciate what Mario does. And like Galaxy is is obviously amazing. Uh, you know, and and Super Mario 64 is one of my favorite games of all time. But Mario 64 to an extent gave you that 3D world feeling, but only in the same areas. Like you you do an objective, it kicks you out, and then you go in to do the next one type feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Super Mario 3D World is probably I mean, we I, discussed this on our top 25 yeah, Wii U I, games episode. It's it's I, our favorite Wii U game. Like, that game right. is amazing. I feel like it's that game is perfect. And just like you, it doesn't need to be ported. Well, for one, we got Mario Odyssey. 
that's fine. I agree with you. If they're gonna do a new Mario game in that in that uh in that gameplay mechanic, go ahead and do it too. Like Super Mario 3D World is perfect the way that it came out, and it doesn't need a to me personally, it doesn't need a second chance. Uh, because it's just it's just too good and this and it's so tight. Like even if they did bring it out, and plus right now it's only twenty bucks on Wii, on on mm-hmm. Wii U. So. I mean, it, it's so a million, uh, I believe. It, you know, it did what it needed to do. So you don't need that game to do any more on Switch. You could say that same thing right. about Mario Kart DX. I mean, Mar- like Mario Kart 8. But Mario Kart 8 added a lot of stuff and gave a lot of value in that people are still playing. It re-energized them to play a Mario Kart game. As for this, they'd be like, well, I have Odyssey, so I wouldn't need to be turned to it. And plus, it's cheaper on the uh, on the past generation system. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand where to get it from. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there there are games, though, that deserve to be ported or, you know, get some sort of sequel or, like, you know, here, here's the discussion we were having. Porting Wii U games to the Switch is not going to be a detriment to Nintendo's first party because, mm-hmm. you know, we saw, we see companies port old games to new systems all the time. Tomb Raider, Devil May Cry, Master Chief Collection, Uncharted Collection, uh, Last of Us Remastered. Uh, you know, we see Halo. these... Yeah, uh, Borderlands. Like we see these collections come all the time. Like it's it wouldn't be anything new. It would just be different because we don't see a lot of like quote major third party support for Nintendo. So all we would be seeing is Nintendo first party ports, which you know, at a passing looks looks weird. But like it's no different than what we do on Xbox or PlayStation anyway. You know, right. I, I mean, we even bought, PC, right? You know, PC PC ports get upgraded all the time. Like, you know, my friend got an Xbox One, and he loves Bioshock, so he bought the Bioshock collection. Like, you're telling me that that that's different than if you know they poured it. Like, that's different than Breath of the Wild or Mario Kart, you know, or Pokemon soon, you know, right? right. So. I don't know. I just have a problem with people complaining about getting good games on new or hardware because A, it helps preservation. B, the Switch is obviously more popular than the Wii U seemingly right now, right? So you're getting all the you're reaching a new audience by reaching the people who didn't get a Wii U. Right. And and C, it's Nintendo first party games. Who cares? Like Nintendo first party is so polished and so fun that like I don't know, man. I just if they could go back and fix the problems that you know people criticize and add more content that didn't get used and give you a good value of it, we just PS4 owners got Call of Duty Modern uh, Modern Warfare Remaster and they gotta still buy the uh, DLC. Yeah, where like, where was the, like where's yeah, the why isn't the, anybody complaining about that? About that. And you worried about a, a Wii U port going to the Switch system? People want if they could play that great game on the go. Why not? If they can introduce more people to that game on the go, why not? Yeah, I mean, I just 
it's weird because like some of these games like dude, i just dude. i don't understand like there are games that deserve to be played and i don't it's i don't want these games to be stuck on a platform that a is you know out of print or whatever and b nobody yes. bought it's the same reason why we want gamecube virtual console so bad is because a lot of those games are stuck on that platform and it's really hard to play those games right now. Right. Sure. They, they did a couple Wii ports of like Metroid prime and, and resident evil and stuff like that. But like, so a lot of those games we really want to play again. Like Luigi's mansion is a perfect example. You know, you you only have, you literally only have two options to play that game at an arcade by Capcom or on the on the GameCube. Right. That's it. Right. And like, you know, that that's it's the same thing with Wii U right now. Is like I would love to I was having a a conversation with friend of a uh, friend of NGR, Frank Clark, right? He's mm-hmm. he's everywhere, right? We were having a conversation the other day about how it's less about having game having, you know, games on the system. Where it's like the Switch is the perfect system to have all of Nintendo's first party stuff on the go at some point. You know, like it's about having Nintendo's legacy with you at all times. And, you know, it it worked a little bit with the 3DS, you know, with Super Nintendo and Nintendo. But like once we can get like Mario 64 or Sunshine or Metroid Prime on the go, like that's going to be huge. And that's the same thing with the Wii U games. And like we talked about, like in past episodes, like I mentioned, that micro SD card, that's good business for people who are selling it because people are going to be buying those past games. That's a more money for Nintendo. If I could get the whole Pikmin collection on Switch. Yeah, like if they they release Pikmin 1, 2 and 3 on a cart and right like six months to a year before Pikmin 4 comes out. And 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 if they even did a little bit extra and did uh, motion control for all two for Pikmin one and two, are you think anyone is gonna complain about that? To have that those two good games with definitely with the beautiful Pikmin three on the go, dude. That's think of how many strats, uh think of people playing that game on a long flight. Yeah. It's, that game would take up time to be like, oh, okay, I finished this. Oh, I'm done with my flight. Yeah, like, yeah. look, I like I went on vacation a couple like in May, that first week of May, uh, and the switch helped so much to pass the time, and like I had battery charges and everything, so I could keep playing. And like having Zelda and Mario Kart with me. And, you know, some of the other games like like Shovel Knight and, and some of these other ones, like having these games on the go with me really helps pass the time when you're on trips and stuff. And like there are classic games people want to have in the car with them. And the only way to get them is illegally with one of those Google smart chat pad things. You know, those things that were floating around that kind of look like 3DSs where the screen flips up and it plays ROMs of old games. And it's like. That's not how I want to treat Nintendo, right? That's not right. You know, so it's I don't know. It's it stresses me out, man. But it's you know sad. what? 
Nintendo is going to be Nintendo. Give us the Wii U ports that you guys decide to give give to us. Better than they were. Hey, even if you even if you guys bring Star Fox Zero and you decided to do something different with the controls and stuff, I'll be down for that. But hey, you know, continue to bring great games. Continue to give me those Wii U ports if you need to. Make your money, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Don't let no art, little article, opinionated article like that. Because guess what? If people are going to, if you put it out and people are going to buy it, it all works out for Nintendo and it all works out for the game. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just, I would love to have every Wii U game come to Switch, but that's just me, and that's like I, I really just want that so I can kind of put my Wii U away. Because yes. there's still games I want to play on my Wii U. Like, I need to finish Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and that's a game that's sitting on my shelf staring at me that I need to finish. And I'm going, I'm planning on finishing it before, you know, Mario and Rabbids comes out because that's the next game I'm really going to sink my teeth into. Uh, you know, I would like to have Xenoblade 1 and X on Switch so I can have the whole collection sitting next to each other, right? It's, I don't, it's, it's, it's not about, Nintendo needs to have games on this platform. It's about allowing players the option and allowing players to have that legacy with them at all times, depending on like it, no matter how they want it, it's available to them. You know, even if, yes, even even if they decided to make these $30 digital downloads only, I would, I would be okay with that too. You know, just, I just I would just like to have Nintendo's legacy with me at all times and the Switch is totally capable of doing that. So yes. uh that's that's kind of my opinion. Uh you know, but to get back to that the article what its point was was like, you know, it could be a detriment to the system if they port too many. I don't think so. But they I also think that there could be there are really smart uh ports they could do and probably some that we don't need so i don't know you know mario maker is a good one smash brothers is obviously going to be a deluxe version so a treasure tracker people still want that game. yeah yeah and like i would you know i would almost say like hey just make me a sequel to captain toad's treasure tracker and i'd be okay with that you know give me a hundred new puzzles to solve so right i mean uh, it's it's weird so because good. because the like the attach w- rate to the Wii U games, a lot of them, even though the system didn't sell well, are higher than most other first party titles from other companies. Like, and they there's a way to gauge that. Yes, to see like these games are what are popular and what worked. You know, Bayonetta missed a big audience because you know the niche that it it fits into who owned a Wii U was much smaller, but I feel like the switch is, is, is gaining ground and getting that other gamer in. So it would, it would allow them to make more money to fund Bayonetta three. Bayonetta two got backlash because it wasn't coming. It was exclusive to Nintendo. Yeah. So that was the only reason that was the only reason why, because the thing about it is if, if people really gave Bayonetta, uh, Bayonetta a chance, they would understand why it got Game of the Year. But because people were so reluctant on playing it and getting a, uh, buying a Nintendo console for it, 
it was their loss. So that's so Bayonetta, Bayonetta didn't really suffer that bad. Uh because the people at Platinum but they still work with Nintendo and they were really happy with the product that they make. And so surprisingly, people were shocked on how much love Bayonetta 2 got and still to this very day is getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh man, Bayonetta 2 is so good, man. It's like I want like I yeah, I put away a lot of the Wii U games that I wasn't playing to make room on my shelf for other dumb stuff. But like I kept a select few Wii U games out because I want to go back and play them someday or like finish some of them like Tokyo Mirage Sessions or maybe even Xenoblade X someday. Oh, like I need to finish this. Like Bayonetta 2 is definitely the one that I kept out. Like you know, it's it's an important it's an important game and it needs to be played. That's all I have to say. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. So our final topic of the day, it comes, uh, in the form of arms getting its first DLC character next month. Uh, this news came out a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like it's kind of important to talk about now that the game is out and people are enjoying it. Uh, you know, it seems to be getting a better reception than in, initially anticipated uh which is normal for most nintendo games at this point but uh yes. what is what is this character's name i had the article up and i missed it, is it brass uh, man? it's uh max brass and he is a character who oh. has brass brass armor uh so he looks he looks pretty cool i think they said they're gonna try to release a new character every two months i think they said and new modes every month mm-hmm. new events kind of like i mean it's similar to what splatoon did right where they're releasing new maps yeah. and and stuff for free uh new modes and everything so uh the announced via nintendo's twitter account the game will be receiving its first dlc character max brass next month from the screenshots uh blah 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 max brass who acts as the boss from the game's grand prix mode looks to be able to transform from an average build, average speed fighter to a balking brute. Uh, his default fists have some sort of purple energy surrounding them, which could hint at some sort of elemental a- aspect to his attacks, which could also be applied to other arms in the future. Uh, he also has a fist where his hair should be. So, uh, interesting. So, basically, he's a fighter that can transform mm. depending on your fighting style. Uh, with some elemental attacks, which is cool, which is a cool dynamic that I think the game could benefit from. Uh, so if you add uh, strengths and weaknesses similar to what Pokemon does to your fighters, like strategy could get real interesting there, or like, you know, some elements could slow other characters down, some of them could put them in stasis, some of them could be uh, do more damage, like stuff like that. So uh, it's cool. Uh, I'm I'm glad this game seems to be taking off. Uh, sales numbers said that in its launch month, it did better than Tekken and Street Fighter Five in its launch. So that's that's Ooh. that's huge. Like Tekken and Street Fighter are huge franchises, and then Nintendo comes out with this weird, like over-the-shoulder fighter, uh, kind of like you know, really different from Tekken and Street Fighter. You know, it's it's a head-on view of your fighting instead of, you know, the 3D plane of Tekken. Uh, you yes. know, it's it's this really weird fighter, and it's, it did better than both of them on launch day combined. 
Wow. Did better, did better in launch month. Like, that's amazing for a new fighting well, IP. Well, uh, Pokemon beat Street Fighter Five when it came out. Right. Right. Uh, that was a that was a huge story then, you know. And then uh, to hear today to hear that Tekken, the Tekken Seven, like, <laughs> did that bomb that hard? Well, I think Tekken Seven was a wait and see thing, and it's getting really, really good reviews. It's one of those things where, right. like, it's the same situation that Mortal Kombat had, probably you know, seven or eight years ago before Mortal Kombat Nine came out and really reinvigorated the franchise. Uh, where like Tekken has kind of been down in the last like two or three entries, uh, you know, it wasn't what fans wanted or or anything, and it really just kind of they really just reinvented the wheel with this one and kind of. Mm-hmm brought it back in a big way uh so i feel like tekken will have legs in its sales numbers uh but yeah initially Maybe those sales were, sales were down you know uh so so i i really wonder how it's gonna look so because i think injustice 2 is leading right injustice 2 is arms, leading by far so aren't the arms 2 i'm assuming tekken Se- take a seven and then well because we haven't got poking yet and then so i know some of the neo geo fighters like the arcade series we, I, we don't i don't know the numbers for that but like for like physical retail release i think that's probably the standard for right now for fighters mm-hmm. yeah uh, dragon mm-hmm. Ball, dragon, uh dragon ball fighter z does and we'll see how marvel versus capcom if uh infinity does yeah, I, I feel like Marvel vs. Capcom is going to just fail miserably because A, yes. people are really mad that the X-Men aren't in it. Like, people are really mad because, <laughs> I mean, that franchise started with the X-Men, right? Yes. B, that demo that they released did not help at all. Have you played that demo? Yeah, I played it. It's, it's terrible. Like, honestly, it's terrible. The voice acting is terrible. The animation is terrible. The lag in the inputs is terrible. Like, and they said everybody said the E3 build was better, which you know I I believe it is, but like still, mm-hmm. people are comparing screenshots to Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom three on PS4 and Xbox One, and are t- totally just saying go ahead and buy that one because it's way better. Right. It 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 feels like they stripped it down. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know the explanation for it. I don't know if they like actually give an explanation for it, but they it's been very stripped down from the three versus three. Yeah, yeah. and people got to realize that this was only a story mode. There wasn't no uh, versus mode or anything, or like exhibition or anything. This was just like pure story mode. So you really didn't fight anybody besides like robots. So it really could have been just like a regular beat 'em up game. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, super interesting. Okay, so I found the the article. Arms launch outperforms the combined total of Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven. Out in the UK, yes, at least in the context of sales. Arms was a bit of an underperforming game compared to Mario Kart and Zelda. A lot of people expected that. Uh, healthy 
uh, outdoing one two switch. Uh, but for a fighting game, however, arms uh, punches way above its weight class. Uh, then later below, uh, Street Fighter Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven launch weeks combined, a hundred point seven two thousand units. So a uh, hundred thousand seven hundred seven hundred twenty six units uh arms launch week uh a hundred and a hundred thousand hold on i can't speak a hundred thousand eight hundred and fifty two units so that's huge that yes arms outsold tekken and street fighter 5 sorry guys i didn't mean to mumble over those numbers i just i was staring at the numbers and I just drew a blank on how to read. So, uh, so yeah, those are the the first numbers across the board. Uh, that was launch week. So, I mean, I'm sure Arms is doing way better now. Uh, I mean, fighting games are usually a niche thing, uh, but still, to see Nintendo come out, no pun intended, come out swinging and taking down Tekken and Street Fighter, and pretty and, impressive. Like- when it when more switches get in and it gets closer to the holiday, those numbers will rise up because I've I've been telling people about arms and you know people really enjoying it how easy it is like a pick up and play and stuff. So uh, all of that will eventually pick up. I know a lot of people will be like, well, you know, my kids shouldn't play violent and stuff. I'm like, this is more of an exercise game than it is being violent. I'm like, and yeah. you have different control methods to play this game. Yeah, it's uh, yeah i I've been playing. I played with motion controls, and if you like motion controls, it works, right? It's not gimmicky like the Wii. It actually works if you curving your if you actually curve your arms, like your physical arms, that your in game arms curve, and then you can steal your arms. But uh, I've been playing with the Pro controller. I just I would rather play games with with you know a controller. And it works well also. Uh, Nintendo is taking feedback, and I know a lot of people want to use the uh, right and left joysticks to control the arms, like uh-huh. your character's arms, so you don't have to use motion controls. And there is supposedly a patch coming for that in the near future. Uh, so that's that. If, if they do that, I think arms will probably sell way more units and and if it starts controlling with the controller as well as it does with the motion controls so yes that's uh that's a that's the arms talk uh speaking of arms i want to give a shout out to antonio guillen who started his new podcast switch talk uh their first episode was on arms uh yeah, I just subscribed to yeah. it today, so I'm uh, finished watching it. Thanks, thanks, Antonio. Your Switch Talk show has more views than anything we've put up on NGR so far. So thanks, thanks. Uh, but <laughs> seriously, congratulations, man. We got to get you on Power Blocks uh, yes. at some point uh, to talk some Switch and, and stuff like that. So uh, he's he's really busy this week and next week. Uh, I think he said he was moving. So, uh, but you know, in the next month or so, we'll get him what? on to. Yeah, I don't. He has something. I don't know. Maybe I just made that up. Sorry, Antonio, if I made up the fact that you're moving. Maybe you're not moving. He probably, he probably I don't know. Moving. Uh, but yeah, in the next, you know, three or four weeks or so, we'll have him on. Uh, 
you know, we were supposed to have Jamie on from Life of Gaming today, but my work schedule got <laughs> just blown out of the water. So we're going to try to have him on on Friday's episode. So, Yay! Uh, check out check out his shows, uh, Life of Gaming and Xbox Dive. Uh, those are the shows he's currently doing. Uh, we got to get Brant on here now that he's rekindled his love with Nintendo with the Switch. Uh, yes. We got to get a lot of people on the show, Ed. It's time to start bringing in people. Yes. Not that I don't. Uh, not that I don't enjoy our one-on-ones. I do. <laughs> but diversity creates good conversation. I yes. and I love that. Exactly. Because um, exactly. I kind of so. I gotta come up optional opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And some other guests because I have to have my discussion on rhyme. But I think I'm. Yeah, I'm holding the rhyme discussion until Switch comes out, and then. Uh, Depending on who all play, I'll have that discussion by then. Yeah, I uh, man, I need, I really need Rhyme to come come out now for Switch. It's time. It's it's, time for it, it's Corey. I will say this: this is a portable game that you need headphones for. Yeah, for it's. Oh, I'm gonna play it on that, TV. I'm playing it on TV. Oh, the soundtrack you. The soundtrack is literally you just need to put your headphones on and listen. Yeah. And yeah, I think Switch owners is getting the good deal at the end of, you know, the good end of the stick or whatever that the saying is. You know, just because you're paying $10 more, will I would double, I'm double dipping this for this game when I get my Switch. I'm paying the $40. Um, if I get a physical copy, because this is a game that even though it's easy, it, you'll be able to get through it. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm, it's, I'm it, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. It's on the level of Breath of the Wild. And I'm fighting to see who is taking. I think Breath of the Wild got the best soundtrack. Probably pretty Are you much. talking about soundtrack or like game? Oh, Breath of the Wild. Game. Breath of the Wild altogether is a perfect ten. That I don't have, don't even touch for the Wild. Rhyme like a week after it came out. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, ex- so, I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited yeah. right now. We're still ta- we're still talking about Breath of the Wild and its content. We just had an earlier discussion about it on our on the show. I know. Yeah. Breath of the Wild to, to Breath of the Wild dominates 20, uh, 2017. That's I'm sorry, everybody. So oh man. We I mean we're gonna be talking about Breath of the Wild for a long time. Yes. You know, we've got we've got to talk about the DLC uh more when it comes out. We've got to talk about it in the holiday season. I I know we're gonna have a big discussion on it on a, year, a game of the year discussion. Yes, you know, on this show and on NGR, which you're going to be on. Uh, so, of course, um, you know, there's there's a lot going on, and and Zelda is uh, it's it it's going to be it's no Breath of the Wild is an Ocarina of Time caliber changing the landscape of video games type of yes. game. It I and, think it changed 2017 altogether. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those games that's going to change the future of gaming, and that that's what makes me so excited about Metroid Prime Four and Mario Odyssey. Is I feel like 
this is going to be that year the gamecube like this is going to be the even better gamecube where like you know we got the the an awesome mario game an awesome metro game and awesome zelda game like oh just all right there just packed I'm, it on this I'm, little screen can I, ah dude, I, I was just thinking about this this is 2014 for me all over again it, it literally is because hot games came out almost every month and then when it literally when it got to the end of the year it was just like just roll the red carpet out for nintendo you know and starting with breath i mean starting yes with resident evil 7 going into horizon going to uh the games with the switch release and everything in march with breath of the wild being a leading and it continuing on year alone I probably say it would be like there's going there has to be like 30 games for game of the year like nominations like you cannot you know you can't put it on just one little thing mm-hmm. so but we shall see when it comes to that time but yeah breath of the wild automatic takes it yeah yes yes uh so so all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Nintendo Power Block. I mean, I could go for another hour talking Nintendo, just whatever, shooting the breeze with my my bro Ed. But uh, like I said earlier, I have a prior engagement, womp womp, uh, later tonight. So uh, remember, Power Block coming out now daily on youtube and tuesdays and fridays in your ears uh ed where can we find you you guys can find me on twitter at that retro and you can hear my podcast optional opinion on soundcloud itunes google play and also part of ngr radio uh so you can check it out that out also um you also can check out my other podcast, World One One Podcast at shopengine.com. We just actually talked to the developers or the creators, I should say, uh, AM2R, and we had such a fun chat. So you guys could check that out at Shop Engine and also on NGR Radio. Uh, I'm so mad that I missed that episode. Like, uh, it was a ball of fun, dude. Literally a ball of fun. I want to talk to those dudes so bad and like, oh. Larry, Larry messaged me. He's like, hey, you coming on tonight? I'm like, I want to so bad, but we have dinner plans and I just want to talk Metroid with these guys. Like, yes. and, and this is like, what, the second time you guys have talked to them. And I'm like, like, I want to talk to them and I want to, I just want to like pick their brain on like, I mean, like, you got, is- I mean, I mean, you got, go listen to their episodes talking about uh, talking to am2r guys like i just i want like i just want to pick their brain why metroid 2 why not you know like try to do a super metroid expansion or super metroid 2 or like why metroid 2 it's just this weird anomaly of a metroid game where like it's you know until this fall it was stuck on the game boy and the nasty seaweed green and yellow colors and like (laughs) Oh, I just want to talk to them and like, yeah. You know, fun fact, by the way. Huh? Metroid, so the creator of Metroid also designed the four different color palettes on the Game Boy Color for original Game Boy games, and one of them 
was specifically tuned to Metroid 2 to where Samus was wearing the yellow and red suit uh-huh. and the world, world was, was light blue and dark blue. And the Metroids were also yellow and red. Wow. Fun fact. So if you have a Game Boy Color line around, and if you have a Game Boy Color line around, press down in B, I think, with, uh-huh. like as soon as you turn the, the Game Boy on with Metroid 2 in it, and it should be in like NES style Metroid colors. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, but yeah. So I was reading, I was, re- sorry, I know we, I know we got to get out of here, but like I was reading about that because I, I was wondering why the Game Boy Color had four different color palettes and like it was because, you know, he designed it because people have different favorite Metroid suits and colors and, you know, he wanted to give a little homage to Metroid and, and, you know, I played Pokemon that way and I played, uh, something else that way. I forget. So. Yeah, um, yeah. you guys can read The Moment at skirmishforce.com, my optional opinion blogs at IGN.com under anime, E-N-I-M-E, and also read my blogs here at NGR Radio. Um, I'm trying to get uh, done with Mass Effect Andromeda, so hopefully I could get a review up for you guys um, later on. And I still got my surprise blog that will be coming later on this week, so I do hope you guys be able to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you can find me at Corey and HD on Instagram and Twitch. Uh, I'm going to start streaming a little bit uh, soon. I'm going to start making a streaming schedule and, and try to live stream the shows that we're recording and, and stuff like that. Uh, yes. I'm working on the NGR Radio Twitch page right now, so if you want to subscribe early or follow us early, uh, twitch.tv slash NGR Radio, this page is there. There's no logo or anything yet. I just wanted to make sure we got that situated uh you can find me on ngr radio you can find me and ed on arsenal x uh i've decided that the audio version of arsenal x is going to come out on thursdays uh and nerds gone platinum on wednesdays power block tuesdays and fridays and then world one one and ngr on mondays so we have at least one major show going up every day and then we have two on Monday, and eventually, once you know, we get the Destiny show rolling again, which, by the way, is going to be a seasonal show. You know, we don't. If we have nothing to talk about, we're not going to have an episode. Like you know, those first ten to twelve weeks, we'll have lots to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, in the fall, we'll talk about it, and then we'll we'll cut it. And if there's something big, we'll post an episode. But like, that show is going to be seasonal, and then in the spring, we'll have another twelve to fifteen episodes, and then. The next fall when an expansion comes out, we'll have 12, like, you know, that's, that's kind of the routine we want to get in with that show. So we've got an arsenal of shows, Ed. I'm very proud. Yes. I'm very proud. We, we've done a lot of back end work and a lot of talking and things. And, you know, we've got the brew review going up on Sundays now on NGRadio.com. Uh, so good times, Ed. We are podcasting. Woo! I don't know what what do we call uh, podcasting pyrotechnics. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're something. Uh, We're podcasters. I, I love you. I love. I love Pow Block, and I love the episode that we did of Arsenal X. Yes. 
I have submitted the feeds to iTunes and Google Play and, and Shout Engine. So all that is working for us. Like, I am so proud of us, Ed. Like, this is, I, uh, I'm so proud of us. So uh, I don't need to keep saying that on, on the show. So uh, I guess thank you guys so much for watching. And we will have a Friday episode this week. So thank you so much for watching, listening, all that good stuff. NGRradio.com. Until next time. We out, everybody. Do-do-do-do.